What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rooftop Sports Podcast. I am Eddie Zemitis alongside Chris Hand, fresh in back in the country from Argentina. How are you doing, sir? Back in back the, in the here. I'm. Oh God, I'm back. I'm good to be back in the states, but man, it was nice, eighty degree weather south of the border. Oh my God, Argentina, Buenos Aires. It was a good time. It was a lot of food, a lot of wine, a lot of beer. Catch any uh, any soccer matches while you were down there at all? No, unfortunately, they were in a uh, summer break. Summertime, so down there. I did not. I will. Yeah, I was unable to go to any matches, which sucked because I would love to get, go and see an, a real authentic football match. But uh, I was able to catch some games here and there um, in Spanish, <laughs> but. It was still pretty cool. Uh, big one that I saw was uh, the Notre Dame Clemson. And yeah, it was a little bit of a blowout there, but we can talk about more yeah, about so that. Yeah, so we took, what was it, two weeks off? No, we had the Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. We usually record on Tuesdays. So it just happened that those two holidays fell on. And plus, obviously, nine days out of the country, tough to take a break to record. So. Oh, I had like no, no internet. That's how I was when I was in Turks and Caicos, man. It was no internet whatsoever we tried to record the other podcast and it cut out like six different times so yeah it would have been it would have been another one of those if we tried it where it just dies every (laughs) 10 minutes and you're having to pick up where you left off so but glad to be back we got a lot of sports going on right now we are fresh off the college football season national championship ended on monday night clemson blew out alabama 44 16 Surprise off that game? Or you also, I think a lot of people were, were shocked uh, to think Clemson was going to beat them up like that. I wasn't expecting this much of a blowout between the two. I mean, I think at the beginning or in past podcasts, we said it's kind of like Alabama's mm-hmm. almost to lose it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little shocked. I really am. Clemson... Um, just dominated, yeah. which was weird to say with because it's Nick Saban and it's usually, you know, Alabama. I, I always hear see in the pros like this guy was a linebacker from Alabama. And I'm like, oh, shit, that means he's going to be really, really good because they have historic defenses. Yeah. But uh, I especially with how I, young Clemson is like true freshmen. Yeah. I mean, their defense obviously has a lot of experience and like five guys going to the NFL draft on their defense line or whoever, however many it is. But the fact that they had that many young freshmen, true freshmen making plays that they did on Alabama. Yeah. That was, that was a shock. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be what? Two more years. Yeah. Well, Hey, (laughs) if the XFL comes calling, he might be out a little early. I I don't know if you saw that XFL is going to try and make a play on, uh, guys right out of high school now so that they don't have to wait that three years damn damn that's i know college Uh, college might die as we know it no no it never dies there's too much there's too much fandom that's for sure yeah down there it'll never die no matter what but i was i was very surprised though to see alabama i was on alabama to win that game so the fact that clemson just did what they did to him um I don't know what was up with Tua, man. He threw those interceptions. Tua turning yeah, the ball over? exactly. 
<laughs> I got how, how many, how many, that one. How many interceptions not... did he have? Uh, I have no idea. I think but he it was had way like too many. Tua? Uh, uh, corny dad jokes. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right, we can stop recording now. Uh, but then it's then Jalen Hurst come, came back to uh, replace him. It was him more or like garbage or? time when he when he got in the game. Garbage so, time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Tua didn't throw any interceptions like through the first eight games of the season or whatever it was. He was like twenty four touchdowns, no interceptions, and all of a sudden throws two picks in the game. I don't know if he was feeling a little overconfident or what, man, but. They just were some bad picks. Yeah, I mean, did they not? Did he never like feel like, oh shit, like I actually now gotta like play? Or like, cause I mean, Alabama had an easy walk in there to the, uh, what's it called? I want to the national championships, but yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I mean, right here I pulled up from ESPN. The Alabama, one of the bold predictions is the Alabama dynasty over it isn't over and i mean it was it's one game i mean we could sit here and be talking like if Tua didn't make that throw or didn't come in the game before you know it, the alabama could have lost two in a row mm-hmm. so but uh no i think they they're just gonna get better and just it's just you win some lose some. yeah i think it's either gonna be one of those things where they have a dominant run like the warriors for the next couple of years or they get too overconfident. It's one of those teams that we hype up too much. And then, uh, you know, some we see it with like a lot with Kentucky basketball, you know, where yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. hyped up and, oh, nobody's going to beat this team. They're full of superstars. They're young, blah, 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 blah. And then all it takes is just those one or two games where you can have a slip up. Alabama's a perfect example. And we talked about it earlier in the year when we did that comparison where, uh, you know, who was going to lose, who had a better chance of losing their championship respective sport, Golden State or Alabama. Well, we all, we both said Alabama and there was why, because it's only one game and that's how it's going to be yeah. for, uh, you know, Clemson in the next couple of years. Cause now the targets on their back, it's not yeah. Alabama. If anything is like, Hey, thank you for taking the target off our back. You can have it. And now we'll sneak up on you as underdogs, hopefully. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's just, um, you can almost say, uh, Duke right now is like the favorite and stuff like that with their roster, you know, Zion Williams and just like uh, they're, you know, the, the, the pressure is going to get to them or it's just, they're too, too high, too much hype of around that team. So it, it happens every year. I mean, Clemson, but here's the thing. If you had a choice to go between Alabama or Clemson right now, you're a high school freshman or high school senior, excuse me, and you need to go to pick between these two teams, who do you go for? Do you go and play with Trevor Lawrence and for Dabo Sweeney in Clemson, which seems a little bit more fun? Or do you go into the, I don't want to say dictatorship, but more like general, like army, uh, militaristic styles, I believe that Alabama is, but like, wh- where do you yeah, want to go? I think you, you hit it on the head there because the kid that was making all the plays at wide receiver, the true freshman, uh, I think his name's like Justin Ross or something. Uh, yeah. He was – he's from Alabama, and he was like the number one wide receiver in the country, and clearly dude's going to be a superstar. And the reason he chose Clemson was because, one, all the turnover there. They have like a new offensive coordinator every year. Um, 
Yeah. There's constantly new coaches just in and out, in and out, in and out every year, not just the offense coordinator, but all sorts of different positions. So I think people, coaches just kind of get burnt out with Nick Saban. Whereas uh, I read something yeah. that there's only been like three coaches that have ever left Dabo Sweeney staff in the, since like the, they made their first national championship game a couple years ago. So, I mean, three coaches leaving in four years versus like 21 that have left Alabama staff. And another thing is, the kind of back to your point, is I heard somebody say Alabama is like a factory, whereas Clemson is like a family. So when you're yeah. kind of preaching that as to a recruit, man, that an 18-year-old, and you know, you're sitting with some parents there, and you're like, hey, do you want to go to the factory or do you want to go to the family? You pick. You choose. Yeah. And the big thing was, like, I guess you can say for – I always viewed as Alabama. Hey, you come to Alabama, we're gonna get you a spot in the NFL. Yeah. Look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, look at all these Sammy Clemson Watkins, kids. DeAndre Hopkins. Sammy. Yeah, they're getting they're getting in the NFL. I mean, like we said, this whole defensive line could be drafted, you know, high up. It's not. You can go have fun, win a championship, and get to the NFL at you know in clemson and and ha- and have more of a college time and fun time sure yeah sign me up to go to clemson yeah and i think that's why they're starting to compete so much they've had a n- number there these two teams are number one and number two in recruiting every year so i don't think they're going anywhere yeah. anytime soon um maybe georgia can creep in there but nah they're gonna stay in them no that's wisconsin Either Wisconsin or Georgia are just going to stand yeah. number four. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough to compete with these guys. And uh, Clemson is so young. They've got so much talent still. Are you buying into the hype of Trevor Lawrence and how good he's going to be? Or do you think there's – let's pump the I brakes mean, a little bit. It, it, it should be a little pump the brakes right now. But, I mean, he has all the makings of a stud quarterback, and he's still going to grow, and he still need, can develop. And if Deshaun Watson is any sign of indicator of what a Clemson quarterback can be, I know their styles are a little different, a lot different, but he's, he has all the makings. Yeah. I mean – gonna have to cut the hair and put but on some lb sunshine well yeah well that, that that that's expected i mean you going from high school to a senior to once he gets you know another year i think in like the weight room and in the training staff at clemson i think he'll you'll see a drastic improvement in, in yeah size. he needs to put on some weight for sure um, cause he's, he's a skinny dude. I mean, I know he's like six, six, <laughs> no chance in hell that dude's over 200 pounds. Nah, I'm maybe put him in like at a 225, maybe 215, but yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think, I think he has the Megan's. I, I, I mean, Helen, I saw, I remember seeing him on like Instagram highlights, like this kid, like this guy's just throwing dimes in high school. I'm like, all right, where where is this kid going? Because he's definitely yeah making the rounds. And of course, he chose one of the two big factories. So yeah, and he won a he won a title, and he 
probably has fun doing it and, you know, has a chance to probably win more. I'm surprised they didn't redshirt Yeah, him. well, I think they were but, planning to, and then they were just, you know, not moving the way on offense that they wanted to, and that's when they were like, all right, we got to make a switch because clearly this kid's better than Kelly Bryant. Yeah. Big time. So, like, clearly it paid so, off, made the right switch. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you're going to say, I think, I, you're just going to start seeing kind of like what you said about a little bit with the XFL, but maybe like, I don't want to say the one and done rule, but you, you're going to start to see the red shirting of freshmen start to go more and more away. And now you're going to see more freshmen, true freshmen get a little bit signed and start getting that hype and that play and, you never know, maybe get drafted a little bit yeah. earlier. So we will we will see about that. Um okay. So we got through the, the college football. Um don't know if there's really much else on that topic. Now we'll go to the big leagues. NFL, a lot of stuff going on right now. We'll touch on Ooh. last weekend before we start to talk about all of the stuff going on for this week. Did you catch the games last week? Um, no, I was I traveling. So, so you, obviously, uh, I was on a plane for you, ten you, hours. You saw, you saw who won the games, though, right? Uh, I believe I saw all the games. And if you can let me filibuster for one more <laughs> second, I did see that the Colts beat the Texans twenty-one-seven in a huge blowout kind of game by Andrew Luck. And a snail biter close one between the Cowboys and the Seahawks, which I freaking hate because as a Giants fan, fuck the Cowboys. Yeah. And then on Sunday, the Chargers won twenty three to seventeen against the Ravens down in Baltimore, yeah, it was. I believe it was. And uh oh that was a big one because um they started Lamar Jackson, right? And, and then like people were saying ass. like Yeah, like mad doo doo and they're like, Why don't you put in Flacco? And it's just like I don't know, but uh, yeah, and then the Eagles Bears that heartbreaker there. I did hear that. I think I saw I caught like glimpses of the game, but yeah, god damn it! As a cat, really, the Cowboys and the Eagles both made it. Oh, fucking Christ! Yeah. Well, your your Charger prediction is Man, still alive. I so I have three bets left right now. I have the Chargers one that did fifty. Fifty dollars to win fourteen hundred in uh, June is when I bet that. I took the Saints in September, uh, right after they lost to the Buccaneers, and I think I got that. That's that's to win like oh. that's not to win as much, and I think it was like twenty dollars to win, like uh, maybe like two fifty or something like that. So that one's not as much. Yeah. And then my biggest one was when the Colts were starting to get hot, I took them $15 to win $1,500. to one odds on the Colts to win the Super Bowl. So all three of them are still alive. And I feel like I'm starting to get a little biased towards those three teams right now. And I need somebody to control me because, oh, man, I'm getting too excited. I'm so close. Uh... I don't know what to do. Do I start hedging? Whew. Man, I'm getting so close to to nailing one I of said, these, but um, I said, yeah, I mean, you have to right now. So we'll see. Maybe as we get closer and they're still alive next weekend, then I'll start thinking about some ways to hedge it. But um, I mean, actually, no, there's no way to hedge it. 
if the Colts and the Chargers play, I'm guaranteed to have at least one of them in the Super Bowl. I got a Dave. 75% chance of hitting one of those bets. So, huh. Oh, boy. You do. Odds All right. So, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to – I'm not going to count my eggs before they hatch or chickens before they hatch or whatever. So, yeah. Something that's like it. that. Um, any of those games, though, any of those surprise you, the outcomes that you saw last week? Um, A little bit with the Texans. I thought that defense could hold up a better job. I mean – uh, it's weird to see that offense also only put up seven points, but with Will Fuller kind of going down and then being a little hurt and Deshaun Watson kind of rookie, uh, for her first time in the playoffs, really, because he was hurt last season towards the tail end that, that it's a little bit of a shocker Cowboys. Definitely. I thought, um, I didn't think Dak Prescott could actually pull out a victory in because they were – were they home? Uh, Yeah, they were in Dallas. Yeah, they were home. They were in Dallas. I mean, 22 for 33 with one touchdown and one interception. I mean, you had Zeke Elliott run over for 100 yards. Cooper, 106 yards. I mean, it was that – Yeah. It, they they kind of dominated that game, honestly. And yeah. what happened was the reason it was so close – a lot of garbage time points and Sebastian Janikowski got hurt. So Seattle kept having to go for two. And so that kind of helped. They were making them. Uh, I see. Uh, that's why the score was a little funky and also kind of screwed up the spread a little bit. Uh, I was just listening. And I guess because Janikowski was hurt and he couldn't kick the extra point on like the last touchdown and the spread was like two and a half two. it was like kind of floating around all week it landed on like the worst possible spot for books and it cost him like $500,000. Yeah. So it was a, it was crazy, but um, you know, what can you do? So you lose your kicker. You got to go for two every time. But yeah, I get, and then I guess the big thing for kickers is just that man, that kick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you see the videos of the, of some I, of these guys, like the the reactions for both Bears fans and Eagles uh, this, fans. Yeah, I um, I think my favorite was on Instagram. Some guy was like watching his TV, and he's like, uh, trying to blow, yes. like, blow the ball <laughs> in the like, direction. Who he's like swooshing yeah. at it, and then his kick goes up. And it, yeah, and then it, I saw one of the captions. It's only stupid if exactly. it doesn't work. And I'm just like, that is so fucking true. But that is also so oh, every irrational sports fan. It's like, I got, the, <laughs> I can make the outcome of this game. I can blow the ball yeah. over there. You know, you know uh, that dude, like as soon as that went, of course, the, the direction he was blowing to, he was like, I had an impact on that yeah. game. I blew it. That was all me. That was no, all me. was the me. guy who got the hand on the ball. Uh, yeah. And um, one of the other things was um, someone said the the bear, the smiling bear, or whatnot, collapsing, but it still had the smile, which is kind of funny. Oh yeah. And, uh, and the the, Span- I, the Spanish oh, announcer, yeah. that one. He was oh like my going, I I don't know what the hell he was saying, but I heard that he was just no 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 <laughs> no. It, it's so funny. To and then he said, "Oh, uh, I papa, I papa, oh my, it's like oh my dad, oh my dad." But it's just like more like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
but it's just it's uh it's like taking that anytime when you watch like football like on telenovela or like univision channel or whatnot and you kind of catch a glimpse and you hear the goal and it's the long goal that's what that is like incorporated into football and i think that's the best thing ever and i might just start watching spanish dude i the the best guy i heard when uh, i don't know if you watched the world cup over the summer but the best commentator a little bit was this was the guy who was like the spanish guy he'd be like goal and just i mean he would commentate in english but then he would do that that part like in the 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 hispanic voice he always would do so so great yeah man that was that was fun stuff but i can't believe do you think do you think chicago should be because um on the next podcast that i do uh, with the syndicates, that one, Vic, the guy I record with, he's from Chicago. And I asked him, oh, I was like, shit. are you still pissed at Cody Parkey for missing the field goal, even though it was technically blocked because it was tipped at the line? So, yeah, coming from a Giants perspective, if that was your team, would you be pissed at Cody Parkey? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's kind of like you got one job to do. And I understand it was blocked, and it's like a little bit out of your way, but uh, yeah, I'd be pissed off, my kicker. I would, I yeah. You I guys would. are some harsh people because we are. I would say, it, when I was a little itty bitty baby, I don't think I remember this very much, but it was the year nineteen. I don't know. It was either eighty nine or ninety. Were you even born then? No, uh, 93. Yeah. yeah, you were not. So, um, Scott Norwood. Do you know that name at all? Oh, yeah. I think I know where you're Wide right. For the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl. He missed a game-winning kick for the Super Bowl with, like, eight seconds left. They based the whole yep. Ray Finkel movie off of his ass. And only a different <laughs> team. Um, but he missed the game-winning kick for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 35, uh, I think it was. And when he came back to Buffalo, they had like a still like a parade for the team and all this stuff. Dude went to go speak in the whole city of Buffalo, like screamed like no other and cheered him and applauded, all sorts of stuff for that, for that guy. So Man. I don't know how they were so forgiving and everybody's ready to shoot this yeah. guy. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's weird because coming from Buffalo, you know, going, being I've seen Buffalo fans firsthand reaction and tailgates and stuff. The fact that they were embracing him like that—that's yeah, interesting. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it, it was oh yeah, it was January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. He would, and that's what he's known for. He's known for wide right. 47-yard field goal attempt. I think it was just four yeah. yards longer than Parkey's. So, not like it was that much of a difference. And, yeah, man, the city of Buffalo still embraced the guy. But, yeah, yeah. so. But, I mean, I would I, – I would, if it was a Giants kicker and if that was the case, I would, I, I would get over it. But fans back then might have been a little more nice. rational than they are today in the social media age. That's but, true. 
because then I now we're gonna have to watch it. And plus, with all the memes going around with the bird box mm-hmm. challenge and stuff like that, that's just gonna be going more. But uh, that was also funny thing to be a little side note in Argentina when that meme was starting to pop off because I did have access to Instagram. Instagram, I'm like, what the fuck is bird box? <laughs> <laughs> I like had no idea what, what the fuck was going on. I'm like, why is Sandra Bullock? In a uh, blindfold going off everywhere. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, so I mean, I don't know much about it, but I know I've seen all the memes too and how funny they are. So popping up everywhere. But um, yeah, so I don't know. A lot of people are pretty pissed at at Cody Parkey. He's probably not going to be back in Chicago next year. If he is, I'll be very surprised. But dude's already in the Bahamas somewhere living it up, getting a nice vacation. So. Kudos to him for that. Uh, let's take a look at this weekend's games, though. So we have a couple of interesting ones this weekend. Actually, I think it's a pretty good slate where a lot of teams can uh, – I think the games can go either way. So start with the first one on Saturday, and it's 4.30 kickoff. Indianapolis at Kansas City. I'm going to kick it off to you. Who do you like in this game? Uh I'll give you the spread anyway. It's about Kansas City minus five is the spread. So uh, you don't have to pick the spread, but I'm just saying you, you got anybody you like in this game? I kind of like the Colts. Only because it's Patrick Mahomes' first uh, playoff game. I understand they're home. I understand that it's not a dome in Kansas City can be cold. Uh, but Andy Reid has a terrible track record of playing mm-hmm. in the playoffs. You don't have Kareem Hunt. Tyreek Hill is, I still don't know how he's doing. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs hold up. Yeah. And Andrew Luck is getting better. That team is better. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think the Colts, Colts purely on Andrew Luck's experience, it could be the difference maker here. Since Kareem Hunt has left the team, they are three and two, and their offense is just not clicking at the same pace that it was. And I mean, if you look at their last six games in general, they're three and three. So the Chiefs are not that good. Uh, as of late, they're just kind of an average team. However, who is the opposite of that right now? The Indianapolis Colts. They have won uh, 10 of their last 11 now. So coming in hot. And just just tell me, like, if it weren't for the Chiefs starting so hot, man, and you didn't just look at these records, who's the better football team right now? I think you can easily say it's Indianapolis. Um, who's got the better defense? I think Indy does over uh, Kansas City's defense because it's garbage. Yeah, Kansas City doesn't have a good defense, but the Can- Kansas City does have, I believe, oh, better absolutely. weapons, better yes, skills. for sure. So it's just going to be an interesting to see how they play. Yeah, uh, but like you you said, it's the playoffs. It's Totally new atmosphere. It's not like these are the regular season for the Chiefs. And this is how the Chiefs are, man. 
they start good in September, October, calendar flips to November, they go two and one in November, and then in December they go three and two. So mm. what the hell happened in Jacksonville? Where the Colts put up a zero spot and Jacksonville put up three points. Oh man, that was one of the Oh Jaguars defense. That was yeah, that was one of the up. uglier games of the year. We try not to look at that one. I mean, I'm pulling. I'm like looking at their at the schedule. I'm like starting at the bottom. All right, Colt or you know, Titans were somewhat decent. Texans were, you know, decent team. Giants, yeah, that was a close one. He shut out the Cowboys, Texans, and then that ugly spot there. <laughs> just the Jets. I know it's such a random little spot where you just see what zero, really. Did it just did half the team forget to show up to the game or something like that? Yeah, what the fuck? pretty much. I mean, they were. I I remember watching that game and they just couldn't do anything right, man. And yeah. did credit to Jacksonville's defense; they played amazing that game. So, um, but yeah, for me personally, I think the Indianapolis Colts are the best team in the NFL right now. I still think the Saints might be a little bit better but yeah the Colts they are they are riding that that uh hate the word momentum I don't believe in it very much but right now they are playing better football than anybody else in as of late hey, if you're hot if you're hot exactly. you're hot so I think both of us like the Colts there wouldn't be surprised if they pull out the win um and that's gonna be another coin flip game this next one, though, I don't think is going to be much of a coin flip. And I think I know what you're going to do because just because you purely hate this team. Cowboys at the Rams on Saturday night. I don't hate the Rams. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. yeah so Saturday night, um, 8-15 kickoff. Rams are seven-point favorites. So they're favored by a touchdown over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you're going for Cowboys, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. freezed over. No, L.A. I mean, it's in L.A. I don't think the Cowboys are that good. I don't know how they snuck in. I don't know how they snuck in. Well, got to ten and six, but I mean, if there was an upset, I think this would be the biggest one, obviously. But yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I no. think I think the Rams actually blow them out here. I will not be surprised if that happens because. The Cowboys on the road are not the same team that they have been at home. Since they, like, caught that little run where they've been on fire, uh, I mean, they they won on the yeah. road at Philadelphia. They beat the Falcons. Not that good. Philly was playing like shit at that time. Then they just strung off a bunch of wins at home, really, after that. And yeah. when you look at their – like, their back end of their schedule, they had five – or their last seven games were at home. They lost one of them on the road to Indy, and then they the Giants game, uh, week seventeen. I don't know why they chose to win that game. Help helped you draft position, so should thank them for it. Hell yeah! But um, yeah, I mean the Giants pretty much outplayed them that whole game. So uh, they're not very good on the road. That's the bottom line. And no. now that they are ready to go to play the Rams in Los Angeles, they're saying that it's going to be a 
Cowboys crowd. It's going to be like 50-50, maybe even in favor of the Cowboys. But I honestly don't think that's going to matter too much because on the road, Cowboys not the same team. And at home, Rams nope. are a hell of a team. They only lost to the Eagles that one game. And I honestly think that the Rams have been playing kind of conservative in resting their players because Sean McVay, he went the whole preseason, didn't play any of his players in the entire preseason, just wanted to rest them up. I think he saw the amount of carries and like Todd Gurley started to wear down around mid-November, and then they started to rest yeah. a little bit because I heard a stat earlier today. He only got more than 16 carries one time since uh, November 19th, Todd Gurley. Yeah. So now I think that they're hitting the playoffs. They're going to revamp everything up, go, 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 and fire on all cylinders. Yeah, I think so too. It's just It just makes sense. And just, I, there's n- not enough thing. It's just cap, fuck the Cowboys. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. So, I don't know. I it, Cowboys here, I don't think they're very good. Now that they're on the road, away from their home. Give me the Rams in this one. You going? To, you you riding with me on that? All right, yeah. Cool. So we'll both agree on that. Two for two on agreement. I like it. Um, next one, though, I'm going to throw to you. Sunday. Uh, is it another one o'clock game? I think it is. Yep. New England Patriots, four point favorites over the Chargers. So you pick this one first. I'm going to go second. Uh, I don't want to go. I don't want to pick Tom Brady. <laughs> but it's Patriots just. Patriots have not lost a home game all year. It's a track record, right? If there's no, if there's numbers to prove it, then yeah, the I think the Patriots are going to win this. I mean, I don't want them to, but it, it's. <sighs> I have no idea. This is such a coin flip for me. I This is like a head versus heart game for me because I want to take the Chargers so bad. Um, and I think it's kind of a little biased towards my Super Bowl prediction in bat. Um, yeah. But <sighs> my head is saying New England because – they just haven't lost a single home game all year. They only lost right. games on the road. This is at home. This is in New England. Also, to it's gonna snow, isn't it? I think yeah, yep. It is weather is gonna be a little shitty. So that's that's a big thing, especially if the weather is shitty. Uh um San Diego. What the hell? LA Chargers. LA. Yes, the Chargers played week seventeen at Denver. Got to go to the altitude, all that crap. Played last week in Baltimore, West Coast to East Coast. Go back home, got to do the same thing again. That's three straight games on the road in in pretty difficult environments. So yeah. that can wear on you too. So head says New England. Heart says the Chargers. Man, Melvin Gordon is uh, not – is still not fully healthy. Um, Mike Pouncey's questionable. They got a lot more injuries and stuff like that. Um, 
I do believe that the New England's offensive line is a lot better than the Baltimore's offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Chargers front three do or four. I don't remember what kind of defense they run. But the D-line of the Chargers, if they can get to Brady, we'll see. If they can get to Brady, that's going to be the biggest difference maker. And um, if they can only ru- if they can rush three on Brady, then I, I, I Chargers should be able to run away with that. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, we actually got some breaking news that just came in. Kyler Murray, yeah. the Heisman Trophy winner. He is. Yeah, he's uh, also the baseball player. Right, right, right. Um, yep. Oakland A's. He is t- going to enter the NFL draft. He is really? going to try and play both sports. All five foot ten of them. I don't know. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, Scott Boris told me Kyler Murray was sticking to baseball. Now he's declaring for the NFL draft. Wow. That's a, that's a surprise. But Adam Schefter that said is. that he could go – he could be a first-round pick. Do you think – Five foot ten quarterback would be, he's he's listed at five foot ten, which means he's probably five foot nine. I mean, can he play quarterback? Drew Brees, Drew Brees somehow does it. He's about six foot though. No, Brees is five ten. What's his face? Uh, Russell Wilson does it. He's five ten. This kid is smaller than them. I think he is a tiny guy. That's true. He is a tiny guy. I think he should go into football's mistake. Stay in baseball. You'll make much Won't more get money. Hit. And you can, you'll play longer. Um, and if you're really good, you can wind up in a market like L.A. or New York or Boston and just make a whole lot of money. Yeah, you got to play 162 games, but it's in the summer. It's in nice weather. Yep. So, just um. Anyway, that just came through. Wow! So, yeah, breaking that's news. What, you know, that's what we do on this show. We break news all the time for everybody. All so, the time. Uh, so we, we, who are you going with? Let's make a pick. Who are you going with? Chargers? I'm going Chargers. I'll join you. I'll go with the Chargers. I may check. I may change my mind all on right. Friday when I do the next podcast, but we'll <laughs> see. Uh, last game up on the slate for Sunday. Uh, my mom's team versus my wife's team. Really a no-win situation for me. <laughs> Eagles, eight-point underdogs against yeah against the and of course it's on my mom like the day before my mom's birthday too. Yeah, so we gotta do like lunch and everything, and I don't know who the hell I'm just gonna sit there neutral, hope that some team covers the spread that I bet on. But uh, yeah, Saints eight-point favorites at home in New Orleans in Superdome against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going with the Saints there. I think they're going to win it. I'm, I want to go to a New Orleans parade. Oh, we got to go to New Orleans in general, man. The, I mean, yeah, we're doing that. But I want to go to that parade, so I am picking <laughs> the Saints. I like it. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think that one's just kind of self-explanatory. We're going to go with the Saints there. Yeah. So, Although it's interesting to see that Nick Foles is somehow turning this team around. And 
it's just like, well, you have Carson Wentz. I know he's not fully uh, back, but who who would you? So I'm, when let's say Carson Wentz is healthy tomorrow, who you start on Sunday? You got to put Big Dick Nick in there. I mean, he's won you a Super Bowl. He's just keeping. He keeps going, man. I know. I do believe it's that offensive line is getting back more. Yes, I, think, I agree. But, you got to ride the wave. Yeah, but if 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 Nick Foles is what's going to get you, but I mean, what do you do? So the bigger question is, what if the what if Philly does go back to back Super Bowl championship? What if Nick Foles? Is the Super Bowl MVP? What do you do? Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I think you have to stick with Carson Wentz, though. I, I mean, he Carson's younger, and you drafted him and everything like that. But I mean, you can get a hell of a return for Nick just, Foles, though, if you trade him. Oh, you would have. Well, I think he's a free agent this year. Oh, jeez. So, I mean. Man, I don't know. That's a tough decision. That is tough. So, uh, luckily, we don't have to be the ones that make it. And we'll see if it does get to that point. We will have a hell of a podcast topic to talk about. Oh, yeah. So. All right, let's jump into some of these head coaching uh, hires that happened this week. So, um we I'll just go kind of in team order alphabetically. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I actually have his autograph. I got his autograph when I was like 10 years old when he played for the Bills for a oh, little shit. bit. Nice. Uh, yeah. I didn't know he was going to turn into this. He was just like a third string quarterback back then. But now he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, do you like the hire? Do you know anything about the hire? How do you feel about it? I have no idea who this Okay, guy is. so he coached Texas Tech. Actually got fired from Texas Tech, his alma mater, which is surprising because, wow. I mean, if you are you know, sucking at your alma mater and they have to fire you, then you know that you're doing a pretty bad job. Because you're, you're – shit, your alma mater doesn't want to fire you. It looks bad. So No, definitely. Um. And then he's a, but he's had a good, good track record with coaching some of these players. Um, Coach Patrick Mahomes, when he was at Texas Tech, uh, All right. I think he coached Johnny Manziel as well. He was offensive coordinator for Johnny Manziel when he was at Texas A and M. So a lot of his made him look really a lot of good. his stuff has been in college when he was there. Um, it's just. He could never really translate it into wins. So, but he's got an offensive mind. Texas Tech is always known for their crazy offense and, you know, putting up all these points and things like that. So, he's got a good offensive mind, but in terms of overall success for his teams, it has just not been good. So, how is that going to do with uh, Rosen? Is he going to just be like a quarterback whisperer and try and just make this Josh Rosen just unbelievable and just like work with him in that aspect? Is that why they're trying to put him as head coach? Kind of. So I think – I also think they wanted to find somebody that could relate to Josh Rosen because, you know, Josh Rosen's got that personality where he's kind of like a young millennial type. 
And I think Cliff Kingsbury has that same kind of offensive guru mind, young, flashy type of thing. So I think they were just trying to yeah. find somebody that could be comparable that could relate to Josh Rosen. And they, I think they, they actually made it a pretty decent hire with this guy. Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, going to be an interesting one, and it's going to see it's. He's definitely going to have. I don't want to say like a short leash, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And I don't know. I not since 2014 since they hired a coach directly from college. So yeah, yes, he did actually just get hired for the USC offensive coordinator job like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's the thing that I also heard. Like, he took a job and then he, like, backed out. And got do you think one. that's messed up to do? Um, As someone who's just recently switched jobs. Yeah, I know. It's just someone that, yeah. Yes and no. I mean. I mean, the dude didn't know he was going to get, nah. like, an office or a head coaching opportunity in the NFL two weeks later. So. Yeah, so. So I I think because a two week timetable I don't think it's that bad. Um, like if he so let's say if he like started like picking his offensive coordinators and rocking with the school and you know started recruiting and stuff like that, doing like heavy stuff like that, and then quit to go to the NFL, then I think that's fucked up. Yeah. But I don't. I think I think in two weeks, what what is what actually happened? Yeah, maybe you got like a parking it's space. But I mean, I just think that I think since he got promoted, I think that's okay. The fact if he was going from like offensive yeah. coordinator, offensive coordinator, then that's kind of screwy. You messed up. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got promoted, so you know what? You got to do it. So yeah. No, I think I think it's okay. Yep. So, all right. Uh, what is the next one? We got Green Green Bay with Matt Lafleur, Peter Lafleur's brother. Um, as we all know, Peter Lafleur won the National Dodgeball Association Championship back in like two thousand and seven. Is it the movie? Um, yes. Is that is that what Vince Vaughn's character was? <laughs> with Steve the Pirate. Yeah, that was it. Oh man, I totally forgot that his was name. Vince yeah, what Peter Lafleur. Ben Stiller's name in that. Ah, uh, uh, Goodwin. Oh, Goodwin, something like that. Yeah. So I don't know much about this guy, honestly. So I just know that he made the Tennessee uh, Titans' offense worse than it was the year before. So, uh, don't know. Oh God. Poor Green Bay. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Aaron I'm going to sign that extension, though. Should have went know. somewhere else. Been on the free agency market. You would have been like the LeBron James of the NFL, where you just oh, hell, you created yeah. your own market. Teams come to visit you, and you just pick your team that you want to go to. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's an iffy hire to me. Uh, Freddie Kitchens getting promoted from offensive coordinator of the Browns to head coach. That's pretty interesting because, I mean, the Browns offense did uh, 
I don't know, like spiked, I guess, with the firing of and Todd Haley. But and Todd Haley, yeah. So I can see it. Um, good job. I, I kind of like the promoting within. I feel like that with Baker Mayfield is kind of a good thing because maybe keep, get him someone that he knows and he's comfortable with and he'll like and they'll, let's see what they can do. Yep. I, I think it's it's an okay hire. I mean, the, with how flooded the market is right now with vacancies, yeah, it's hard to find your guy. So if you if you can find yeah. him, take dude, go for it. So and if this means that Bob Wiley gets promoted to offensive coordinator too, yeah. that's how the change just commands, and we could see Sid Hook more uh, often. I'm cool with that. Sure. Hey, I saw he like fractured his his ankle or something at a practice. What? So he had to take his Alfa Romero or whatever his ridiculous Maserati, car he man. can't fit into like the fucking A. <sighs> yeah. Alright. Now I'm depressed. I know. But uh, yeah, I, that one I think is a decent hire. Uh, I wouldn't really say you know good or bad there, but one that I think is not a good hire Vic Van Vic Vangio, um, I love this guy as a defensive coordinator. It. He was a defense coordinator for the Bears, but what the hell is John Elway doing, man? Dude, you need offense. Your defense is fine. Stop going for gym yeah. teachers. Find a guy that can get you some offense. Hire him because, yeah, I don't know. He's just. I feel like Vic Fangio is one of those guys that is just a good coordinator, but is not head coaching material. Yeah. Maybe like a Todd Bowles almost kind of thing. Just like he can't really put it together, string it as a head coach, but he's going to be like a great mm-hmm. coordinator. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know much about that guy. So, but Broncos, I have no idea what they want to do. Yeah. I don't know either. So um, what else is on this list here? We... Dolphins didn't hire anybody yet, right? No, but the former Dolphins coach signed with the Jets. Adam Gase, just today. Yeah, which is very interesting because I heard Mike McCarthy only wanted the Jets position, and they went with Gase instead. And I think McCarthy might be a better coach, in my opinion. I I actually like Adam Gase. I think he was kind of stuck really with Ryan Tannehill there. And now, now that he's got yeah. Sam Darnold, if they can get some weapons down there, watch out, man. I I like it. I hope that they can yeah, – I, okay. I like that hire a lot. So I think it's good. I'm glad he's getting a second chance because I really liked him when he got hired in Miami. So yeah. now we'll see. Well, it, well that will be an inter- interesting move. Yeah. So – um. And then we got oh and Bruce Arians. Yeah, that was a good my big favorite, one too because he's like, ah, oh, I'm retired. My favorite hire of them all, Bruce Arians. I think. Yeah, I think that. I just think, man, Bruce Arians is one of the best NFL coaches in the NFL. So. Hmm. I mm-hmm. think you know, you're getting him going to Tampa Bay. Gonna, they already got a really good offense. They were like top five in the NFL this year. And if he they, they have the he weapons. can get the defense because I think he wanted to bring Todd Bowles with him. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I read some things. No, he's is with it him. official because I read some things that he might be switch changing his mind. 
Todd Bowles? Um, after late Bear, Todd Bowles hired as Bucks defensive coordinator after late Bears. Okay, effort. so he didn't make it official. Sources say he, Jenna Lane, a ESPN staff writer. Okay, so he did go to the Bucks. Then, uh, man, I like it. Yeah. If they can improve the defense, that's that's a good. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna. That's scary. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Bucks as one of the sleeper teams next year, man. I said the Bears yeah. were my sleeper team this year. The Bucks, I'm gonna say it all off season. They're gonna be my sleeper team next year. So watch out. All right, when the Bucks when the Bucks are then drafting for you know that top three pick, I'll I'll I'll, I'll date and record this to help you, you remind you. Got it. <laughs> I've been kind of Nostradamusy this this year, so hopefully. Works out the same yeah. way next year. It's all good. Hey. Uh, then what do we got next? I think there was another one. Let me just run through them all. So there's got to be someone that we missed. Did we miss someone? Kingsbury. Broncos. Uh, how many? There was eight openings, and there was two left now. So Kingsbury, uh, Kitchens, Bangio, Lafleur. Miami hasn't signed nope. anyone. Um, Gase, Arians. So that's six. Yeah, there's two left. So, yeah, we still got two, two that are open. So who are the two? Um, Dolphins and it's another AFC team. Bengals. Oh, okay. So yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. But, yeah, so, all right, let's play everybody's favorite segment one last time. And I'm going to give you one game this week. I'm not going to give you all four. And all right. the game that we're going to go to is Cowboys and the Rams. So, like we mentioned earlier, Rams are favored by a touchdown in L.A. I know you said you like the Rams to win the game, but do you like them to cover the spread as well? All right. Yes. So L.A. Rams minus a seven to win by a touchdown. That what the hell? Let's just do them all real quick. Uh, Kansas City at home against Indianapolis minus five. Colts Take plus the, Colts. the five. We said, and then you said the Chargers are going to beat the Patriots. So you're obviously going the Chargers plus four. And then yep. the Saints. You said they're going to beat the Eagles. Are they going to cover eight points? Yes. All right. So, he's got his winners. He's got his covers. So, I like it. It'll be a fun weekend. So. Let's see it. All right. I am going to get ready for bed. It is late. Me too. Time to pass out. We'll see you guys later. Appreciate everybody listening. Enjoy the, enjoy the games yeah. this Glad weekend. We'll be back next week. Definitely. All right. See you. Peace.